Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Hello. Our topic today is the Goddess Lessons, Durga's Power and Strength. I'm Monica Penaconda, and this is an important topic for all women to come in touch with the source of their true power and strength. With me today is Dr. Cindy Lindsay Real, healer and psychologist. So, Cindy, let's talk about Durga. Who yes, is Durga? Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Durga. Um, I, I really think this is a super important topic because we what we learn from these goddesses is not just sort of some kind of academic information. We are learning really about the power and the energy which is inside of us. That these goddesses come into form, these forms of the Divine Mother show up in a body in the world for a reason. They show up in the body in order to embody, to bring to the earth and bring to physical form certain aspects of the Divine Mother's energy. And really, we are those same aspects of her energy when we come in a feminine form ourselves. And so learning from the goddesses is about is really learning about our own energy and our own power. And Durga is an amazing powerful being. She is a kind of warrior warrior in a sense, someone who fights the negativity, who has incredible strength. The goddess Durga, you might have seen her. She has eight or ten arms, depending upon the depiction, and she's oftentimes riding or standing next to a lion or a tiger. Now, that already conveys the amount of strength that she has. But the goddess Durga embodies the divine forces, the positive energies that are known as the divine Shakti. The Shakti is the feminine energy. It is the divine power that created everything in this creation. So she is an embodiment of that divine power. She is the strength that comes from that Shakti, that divine feminine energy which created everything. And she uses that Shakti energy to put the creation back into balance. Whenever huge negative forces are coming, whenever there is evil reigning, whenever there's wickedness, she is there to use that positive Shakti energy, that divine feminine energy, to put the creation back into balance. Important, I think, for us who are just normal women in the world to realize that she's doing this in a, in a female body, that she's come into form to do this that she's come inside this world of duality where there is good and evil and that she's using that embodied system to fight these negative forces and to bring the creation 
back into balance. And by doing so, and here's what I think is really fascinating about Durga, is that by doing that, by coming into form to fight the negative, to put the creation back in balance, she's actually recreating the creation to a higher level. She's engaging the way the creation has become, and by engaging it, transforming it up to a higher level within the positive and negative, within the good and evil, within this dualistic reality, she is fighting the negative forces to bring a blessing. Her strength energy is also a blessing energy. She's creating a higher balance of the creation through this. And she is the creation energy. Remember, she is the Shakti energy embodied. She is the energy that created everything. And she engages in her own creation as a way of moving that creation forward. Every woman has this same creation energy in her. Because we are born in the female form, we have an access point to and a place where we hold that same creation energy in us. We know it mostly because we can involve ourselves in procreation, in being able to have babies into the wor- in the world. But it's more than that. It's a deep creation energy of the divine that is held in us. And we have an access point to the creation energy that created everything, to that Shakti energy that Durga embodies. So every woman has the potential to be a Durga. Every woman has the potential to use her creation energy, which is there within her, to shift and change the creation, to address the negativity in her world, and bring her world to a higher possibility. For myself, um, I'm postmenopausal. So although I'm no longer using the creation energy in me to create children to live in the world, I see it as a calling of this time of life for me to recreate the world my children live in. And what woman doesn't want that? Monica, it's, you know, a lot of women probably already feel themselves in these roles of Durga, no matter what their age is. Then they, they have to meet the negativities of their family, of their workplaces, to try and release the old stuck ways so things can grow. They're the peacemakers. They're finding the harmony. They're finding the balance in a new way. They're helping those people around them to look at the negativities in their lives. They're standing up for what's true and what's right in their lives. They're being the listeners to the problems that everybody has, and they're trying to transform them. They're being mother. They're being teacher. They're being counselor. They're being guide. They're being manager. They're being leader all at once. And so I think... Though my hook into this is that I want to change the world so that my children have a better place to live and my grandchildren, I'm sure that every woman has some piece of Durga she's, and Durga's role she's already enacting in her life. And that, that learning from how Durga does that at the goddess level can really teach us something. For me, the, the trick is how Durga makes the fighting of the negativity into a blessing and raises the whole 
game of the world to a higher level. I, I want to look at that more closely as we move on to really understand how she's doing that so we can embody that piece. But Monica, before we go deeper into these topics, uh, what other qualities of Durga are you wanting to bring forward today? Well, Durga, it's very interesting. We brought up the image of Durga on the on the tiger, and you know, they, all of the images of her. She's beautiful and immaculately dressed, you know, and dazzling, and at the same time has all of these weapons. They're called weapons in her hands, but the weapons are to destroy negativity. They're 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 not just destructive. Uh, there's a reason for the destruction. And that destruction is always to bring in something new. When we have to destroy negativity, we have to destroy, you know, stuckness and and wrong beliefs and all of that. We need her energy very much. And, you know, there's so much that we were talking about, so much that you said, Cindy, was so uh, beautiful. And it really bringing this cosmic force, this Force of Durga. This is, you know, there are many forms of the of the universal mother, of the cosmic mother. She takes different forms to do different things, and she is the one who's actually doing all of the things because it's energy. She is the energy. She's the Shakti, as you said, the energy that creates the universe. But she's that energy in each one of us. She is the light in every person she's the essence of every person without her energy we wouldn't be able without energy there's no life force she is that life force and when women can get in touch with this energy of the mother inside the shakti inside of them they they awaken to a much larger reality of who they are and it really to understand that each woman is an embodiment of these goddesses, although this isn't something that's commonly known in the world, and it seems like maybe a philosophical, you know, some philosophical discussion, but it's actually extremely practical because we're looking, actually, we can see this aspect of the mother. You know, you hear stories of mothers doing these heroic things to save their children, right? The protector mm-hmm. of her children. And we've seen that. And where does that power come from? That is the mother's power. And it's in, you can see it's inherent in every mother who is protecting her children in all of nature, not just human beings, but animal in the animal kingdom and, and the bird kingdom. And, and we can see you know, a, a spark of that her energy is there and this incredible fierceness. We know the mother, when she's there protecting her young, there is no one <laughs> that can mm-hmm. prevent that. And that's kind of showing what some of what this incredible strength is that women have that they are not really in touch with. And that's the thing that we need all women to become in touch with and recognize and and also to tell them how to access this energy and develop it because that energy is capable of anything as as you were saying it's it's the 
creation energy. So when she's in touch with enormous strength and power in her, she can she can make changes not only in her own life and her and and that's number one is how how can a woman feel secure and confident and um, you know empowered in the true sense because we're talking about spiritual empowerment, energy empowerment, which is a different thing than political empowerment. We're not mm-hmm. we're not you know, negating that because that's also important. But there's higher than that, which is this power that women have in them is is something that really that sacred feminism is what we need to talk about. So that how can they how can every woman access this and become confident? You know, one of the the big problems today for women is this lack of confidence, even in the most successful women. They feel that they feel that unworthiness and insecurity and hesitation um, and inability to, to speak up, to feel confident that their voices, it's, it's okay to, for them to speak up. You know, all of these are symptoms of a lack of that, of being in touch with that energy of the mother's of Durga in particular. And that is really something that we, we want to explore and let women know about because it will, it changes everything. Oh, absolutely. It changes everything. And it's such a sadness that there are so many women caught in a sense of unworthiness or not good enough or shame or Mm -hmm. under the thumb of abuse or whatever else might be holding them in a place where they are not recognizing this power within them. And it's, as you say, it's not about the actions in the world. You can be a senator, you can be a head of a corporation and still have unworthiness running in you and still have doubts about your own sense of power that are running inside of you, in a sense crippling you, even though you're in these amazing positions in the world. In fact, those might come up even more when you're in those amazing positions in the world. Because as you reach a position of power in the world, the criticism starts to come, especially towards women. And women have very tender hearts. We hear that criticism very strongly. We take it very, very deeply within ourselves. And and oftentimes that is part of the process that's going on inside a woman when she is questioning her own power, when she's not sure of her own power. Yes, exactly. And and more of the um, being in touch with the Durga energy, the mother energy, you know, that for what, as you were, the example you were given, even powerful women or powerful in the sense of, uh, you know, that they might have strong positions in the world and are well known and and so on. And, and it looks like their position has a lot of power, but instead inside is still this haunting insecurity that they're not enough. And Mm -hmm. um, no matter what they do, they're not enough. And, you know, that, that spills out into every area of, of their life. And that also spills out in relationships, you know, that, that somehow not being able to stand for one's own truth, not having the courage or the strength or really the belief in oneself, it's more that, that way, that you're, 
what you have to say, you have a right, you have a right to say it and you have a right to be heard. And that, that's something I see with women is one of the big challenges. They have so much to contribute. You know, really, if we, if we're looking at the world today, all of the spiritual leaders say the same thing that women are our hope for the future, that women need to step up. And this doesn't mean that, you know, they need to all take on, take on professional roles. It means their voices need to be heard and how they solve problems and how they uh, approach the community, the family, and how they look at the holistic aspect of every of everything, because it's part of a woman's nature to be inclusive and 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 work collaboratively, and those kinds of qualities that they have confidence in that, and also that the men are supportive of that and and seek to bring that out because we need to hear those voices. And we need to hear their the way that they are going to respond to today's problems and um, and how they handle families and and the communities and so on. So, you know, it's it's Durga is a big teacher. I mean, the mother is a big teacher to us. She's in us. She's operating in us. She's teaching us. You know, she's this is her big play of the drama of good and bad and light and dark. And then finally, when the, when a soul is ready, it wants to experience the real truth beyond the light and the, beyond the good and the bad, the reality beyond that. It's the mother who begins to show, okay, gives you the energy to wake up, to wake, to awaken your consciousness and to make you to recognize her energy is active in you. And, it's teaching you, it's guiding you, and at any moment in time, you can connect to her and receive whatever it is you need from her. You can, whatever boon or blessing, but also whatever, um, you know, you're going through whatever difficulties, whatever challenges, the mother can bless you with the energy you need to handle that in a, in a strong and confident way. And that's that's why we need people. We need women to recognize and experience this shakti power within them. Right, and just and not to do it the power in the old school boys way. Um, to not just do acts of power that they've seen the men do to come into power, but instead to really, we're not talking about acts of power. We're talking about an embodiment, talking about a sense of self that is holding a divine energy that that is the power that created everything. We're talking about an inner stance, which then becomes those acts in the world, but not just mimicking the acts of power that have been been done in the world so far, been there, done that. You know, the world (laughs) has already been created out of those acts of power. Thank you very much. We don't need more of that. Like you're saying, there are these qualities of the divine feminine that if they become embodied in the woman, that the woman can really understand that that's a truth of her own energy and begin to, to try that out in the world and experience that and use her perception of the world from that place, then she enters 
enters the world as a different kind of power, as a divine power, as an infinite power to recreate the old system that has been here all this time and created all these wars and all this strife. So I'm in 100% agreement with you that if women can really hold this power and understand this power, that they walk into the world in a very different way. And that different way provides exactly the set of answers we've been missing. So let's talk a little bit about what is the way that Durga does this. How do we learn from Durga to embody that strength? How do we learn from Durga how to hold that strength within us? Uh, Monica, is that something you would like to start with? Because I have my own take on this, but is that something you want to weigh in? No, no, you please go ahead. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Okay, so I, I'm thinking, you know, here we have Durga. She has her, you said we have, she has her eight or ten arms. You know, the eight, eight of those arms have weapons in them. If she has ten arms, two of them are sort of like blessing arms. But those eight arms with the weapons, what's that all about? You know, if we could really, I, I know all of us want eight arms. If you live a woman's <laughs> life, you want eight arms. I know that. But we're not likely to grow those eight arms. So, what is it she's doing with those? Well, you, you mentioned she's holding weapons, but what are those weapons? Those weapons are something that are called the cities. But basically, let's break that down. Those are energies, which are the energies which were used for her to create things into form. Those are the energies that's created this creation. Remember, she's the great creator. She is the one who created everything into form. And these cities, which are her weapons, are creation energies, basically. And her control over those creation energies is considered the power of the cities, the cidic powers. Now, not every woman wants to or needs to go through the deep yogic practices of gaining those particular powers in that way. But still, the understanding that ultimately her weapon is creation energy, I think is super important here. Because first of all, anytime she's facing a negativity, anytime she's facing something that needs to change in the creation, anytime she's wanting to address uh, some kind of evil that is there, she's not getting hooked into the fighting of the negativity in the way we might. She's not coming in frustrated. She's not coming in angry. She's not coming in in pain because she's been, she's been abused by this negativity. She's in a beautiful state of absolutely knowing that in that moment, opportunity to recreate the creation, to use the creation energies to make something greater. So if we really look at that from our own selves, I think the first thing I want to learn from Durga is that in the moment of something happening that I think is not right, that I I have some greater truth to, that I want to honor the truth in myself, that I want to speak up, that I want to intervene on that negativity that's occurring there, whether it's abuse or anger or war or anything that I think is absolutely wrong, someone hurting my child or whatever it might be, I think I want to take that stance of Durga. I want to not be in that moment 
coming from some reactionary place of pain, of upset, of anger, of woundedness, I want to figure out how to come into that knowing, okay, here's my moment. Here's my moment that I'm in touch with the creation energy that's truly in me. I can recreate this to something greater. And for me, that means staying detached at first from that negativity itself, which is hard. It's hard. I don't know how you do it, Monica, but you know what? It's really hard. It's, the first thing we have is some personal reaction. You know, it flushes up in us. Somebody says something horrifying, something does, somebody does something. And we have all this biological and emotional reaction running. And it is really hard not to just go with that biological, with that emotional reaction that's running with our fear, with our anger, with our frustration or whatever it might be that's, that that's pulling up in us. And really instead switch our consciousness to to not engaging the negativity from negativity instead engaging it from a state of inner awareness from a state of balance remember durga is here to create balance she's working from the place of balance to create balance you know they they always say that desperate times require or call for desperate measures you know but that's just not my experience my experience is how it works is that desperate feelings and desperate measures just recreate more desperate times that hate breeds hate fear breeds fear attack engenders defense and attack back and so we have to somehow from Durga learn how to not fight negativity with negativity. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It creates more negativity. We have to find a way in those moments to be able to switch our consciousness to the divine power that is within us, to know and enact that from a place of our own self-worth, from a place of our own knowing of the inner truth, We have to find a way to not fall into the negativity and stand apart from it and use that divine power within us. So for me, that's the first thing I want to learn from Durga is how to not fall into the negativity and start trying to fight negativity with negativity and just end up in this escalating problem. But instead, step back from that reconnect into the power that is the divine in me and take my actions from there. What do you think, Monica? I love that. And that's really, that is what the mother is teaching us with the energy, with her energy, really, how can we overcome all of those things as impulses? You know, they're really, they're base impulses or animal impulses, right? You know, revenge and if somebody hurts you, you want to hit back and, and all of that. That The mother is actually the, is trying to make us go higher than that and, and recognize we aren't any of those things. In fact, we are, you know, we are, we are her. And, you know, learning, but we have to learn that. Like you said, it's not mm-hmm. easy. It's, it's our, that's the whole challenge of life. How, how do we get control of those things, of those inner forces? And, and we can see so much in the world that how much people are out of control. They, you know, if somebody, you know, we see this a lot today in the, in the, 
presidential election. It's, it's, it's just everything, all the controls are out, you know, and, and this is exactly actually the kind of thing that the mother comes in and, and, and stops, you know, uh, historically it's, it's when it gets really crazy is that she comes in and, and she, she stops that. And in fact, you know, in all these great stories of, of, of Durga and how she come, they come to her to, uh, in the ancient times when none of the, no one else, none of the great powerful beings on the earth could destroy the negativity. It's only the mother who could come in and do that. And, but like you, you were saying, she does that. She does that from love, even if it looks like it's destruction, you know, even if it looks wild or destruction, it's in fact it's we were it's tough love. It's it's mm-hmm. her, you know, it's her putting things right again. And but it's coming from that place of love, and it's coming from that place of clarity, you know. And that's really she's trying to bring us to the place of our own true clarity, our own our consciousness, which is is pure. It's never been tainted, and that's what. And this is really where she wants us to live from and when we can live from that then exactly we can we can respond to whatever the negativity is and it may you know may require who knows what action but it's not coming from reaction or revenge or hate and because all of that just continues the karmic cycle of hate and revenge and we that's the whole point we're trying to get out of we're trying to get out of the cycle of negativity and she is showing us that by reaching that place within ourselves of purity and clarity and goodness and operating from that but also having her power you know once you gain shakti in your soul you gain enormous power and this is, and the women are more capable of holding that power, embodying that power, because, as you were saying, she 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 can create another being in in her womb, and and so when we have that power within us, that when we act from a place of clarity, a place of truthfulness, it can be a strong, strong energy that dist- that's there because it's automatically when we have that energy within us, when we embody more and more of her energy, whatever we do has enormous power. And it doesn't mean power of like we were saying earlier of the kind that we see in the world, which is, you know, physical force, domination, control. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's soft. It's feminine. power. It, It can do anything, but it's, soft it's gentle it's kind it's loving you know and and that is what we need that kind of power and so she teaches us about that she teaches us too that when we react and we we do it in a way that is from reaction it is from negativity it is from uh revenge or jealousy or hate that that karmic action we will experience come back to us and mm-hmm. we can't escape that. We have to experience whatever we do. What you what you sow, you reap. It's just the universal law. So unless we get out of that, we'll get we'll experience it again and again and again. 
And so she is teaching us how to be in this world as these supreme creators, like you, you were saying. How do you take a negative situation and turn it? You turn it with true power. And who hasn't experienced that, the same negative, negative situation happening over and over and over again in their life through a different person, in a different time period of their life, in a different form? You married an abusive husband, then you finally got rid of him, and then guess what? The next husband is abusive, too, or whatever, the, mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. repeating pattern might be. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't experienced being stuck in the same engagement with the negativity over and over and over again and trying this way and that way and the next way to not have the same engagement again, and yet, darn it, there it comes. So it sounds like what you're offering here, Monica, is that the very first step to undoing that repeated pattern and to stepping into it differently is really some kind of process to connect into the Shakti energy that is our birthright as women and to connect into and amplify the shock, the energy that we're carrying and holding in our lives. And there are practices to do that. We do know of, especially from our tradition, mantra and yantra practices for doing exactly that, for being able to cut through the karmas, cut through the way this is playing, cut through the play and our responses that we've done in previous lifetimes and just go straight for amplifying and connecting in to that Shakti energy so that we can be fueled by it and empowered by it as a first step to this process. Exactly. I mean, that getting in touch with the Shakti is a big, really the beginning of the spiritual, uh, the spiritual journey. I mean, the real spiritual journey is when the Shakti, you suddenly, you know, you have an awakening and, and, uh, it can come through many different ways, many different traditions, you know, that the Shakti is awakened and then suddenly you recognize this energy is in you that you never knew before. And it's filled with joy and it's filled with love and your expansiveness of love and joy is there. You get moments of that or moments of this freedom of, oh my gosh, I'm not this small little person. I'm, I'm connected to something bigger. I feel that. That's the beginning of the mother, of the mother's journey awakening you and so as we get in touch with that uh, and then use there are different ways to grow and develop that connection and that that energy in us and the more of that energy that we have it's just it's it's the transformative creative energy of the universe so you know this is the the really how the human being becomes the divine being is through this Shakti moving through the body and, and teaching us. She's the mother is a teacher. Nature is a teacher. And she's teaching us about ourselves, about our, you know, all the ways we get stuck in this creation inside. Mostly it's like our, our mind, you know? And so when we can, uh, first of all, experience this energy, taste it, grow it and develop it, then it we can listen to it and we can go to that and we can connect to her. We can connect to the different forms of her. You know, when especially when we want to know strength, we can connect to 
Durga, the goddess Durga, and ask her for that strength and and show us how we can gain confidence and you know and receive her energy because the mother can can bless anything and that's the thing anything she is the miraculous energy and so we can we can connect to her she's inside of us we can connect to her in in our meditation and even just even if you don't use mantra or yantra anything you know she's the mother to all of us we're all equal in her eyes and anyone who calls the mother with an open heart she is there mm-hmm. we know that from you know even in in this in the world a human mother is really an embodiment we can see how close she is to the the universal mother in the way that she is unconditionally loving for her child unconditionally caring will sacrifice will do anything as soon as a child calls the mother is there taking care of every single need. And, you know, the universal mother is is that, but, you know, it just bigger. And we can connect to her at any time. And, and that's really what this time on Earth is about now, to, con- to connect to her and remember the feminine face of God. There's mother and father, and, and we need to bring back the awareness of the power of the of the feminine, and first it comes with us individually. So, like those ways, and um, I also want to recommend something. We have a uh, if you want to learn more about uh, the Divine Mother and her creation and uh, and what and our role with her. There's a we have a 21 day Divine Mother meditation visualization program that uh that is available and you can see that on our uh on our blog talk radio there we'll put that up for you uh you can learn more that way so cindy so i would like to hear you yeah um Please. so it, what we're saying i think is that what we're learning from the goddess Durga is that we can embody the power of everything that is. We can do that mm-hmm. and we can take mm-hmm. that into the world to change our families, our lives, our children, our communities, our workplaces, that we can make a real change in the consciousness of the world, in the way the world runs from that divine power by embodying it. And it sounds like our first step to embodiment is using some kind of practice to connect to the Divine Mother. And we have ways that we're willing to offer through that divinelineage.org website. But making that connection to the Divine Mother with open heart really pulls her energy to you. Her, she gives the blessing of her Shakti. She helps you to recognize the Shakti in you. And from recognizing that Shakti in us, from growing that Shakti energy in us, we actually have a different feeling running inside of our own beings. And that different feeling helps to shift our consciousness, to move us from victim state into truth, from pain into healing, from heartbreak into open-heartedness. It's a very powerful healing energy that transforms our state in our state of consciousness. 
And when we have that different state of consciousness, then we can act and enter, to the, enter into the world from that power as opposed to from our reactions to the world and to the negativity that's there. The negativity is happening, but we're in a different state when we hold that Shakti energy. When our consciousness has shifted to knowing that we are an energy of creation, which can absolutely change this world. When a negativity happens in our lives, instead of saying, oh my God, why is this happening again to me? What's going on? I don't know. I'm so hurt. We say, okay, what's the blessing I'm going to make out of this? Because we have that power to make a blessing out of it. So, I mean, that's what I'm hearing as our recap. How about you, Monica? Uh, yes, and you can see this is such a a big topic, really. And I'm so excited that we're, we started today. And mm-hmm. uh, we, will, we will continue with uh, talking more on the different goddesses to understand their, their different aspects of the mother's energy that we can cultivate and access. Really, the accessing is the main thing. And as you were saying, we have these different practices that are on on the divinelineage.org website and the 21-day Divine Mother Visualization and Contemplation. Now, it's one of the things with the mother that is so extraordinary is that as soon as you start to connect to her in whatever way, thinking about her, wondering about her, reading about her, meditating on her, receiving a mantra, praying, you can start to feel her energy. It's very, very responsive. And once you become in touch with the, the Shakti, it's, you know, it's thrilling. It's so thrilling because it's, it's so present uh, and it's blissful and it's loving and it's, it's, right there and that's what she's teaching us hey i'm here with you and i want to teach you and i'm going to i want to grow you as this incredible divine being because i made all these divine beings on this planet and they have to realize that and i'm going to show you how to do that through my energy working through you and that's you know that's extraordinary but in the meanwhile developing all the qualities that we need in our human life of confidence and of courage and of clarity and ability to to be able to stand in the, or for our truth and speak our truth and all of these things, it's really, you know, that's how we we become a fully embodied being, and um, she is showing us that. She is showing us that, and we are going to be looking at more versions of her, more forms of her, to see what else we can learn in in an ongoing series on embodiment of the divine feminine or the sacred feminine in our lives. And we hope that you'll want to follow that series. So please follow us on Blog Talk Radio as Divine Talk Radio. Well, why don't we say goodbye, Monica? Yes, well, thank you, everyone. And we look forward to having more of these beautiful and lively discussions on the mother and also the sacred feminine. And uh, in that sacred feminine, we're going to be talking everything about the womb and about uh, sacred sexuality, sacred relationships, and all of the issues and women's empowerment. We're going to be talking all these issues uh, and the role of men, actually, in this incredible uh, new time for women and uh, so I look forward to for 
having those discussions with you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And join us in the future. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken. With your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Namaste.